Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're going to talk about uh, Season 1, Episode 7, Penguin's Umbrella. Well, finally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we haven't talked about the umbrella enough. Uh, it was uh, directed by Rob Bailey, and it was written by Bruno Heller, who's the creator. Okay. Uh, I really well, like this episode. Yay for them. I thought this was a really good episode. Jim becomes a human being. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not like, much of a human being. Not much, but, but he actually does become a human being for a second. He does. Just for a minute. <laughs> but he does. Uh, so I really did like this episode. And, and we talked about this before. Um, the first three or four episodes were like, oh, this uh, this season, this show is just, uh, and it was hard to get through. And then episode five was really good. Yeah. Episode six was really good. This is episode seven. And and we have really a good. lot of stuff happening in this episode. Yeah. And it's like the hope came back. It's like, oh, okay. The show's actually going to be good. Yeah. You're going to do good stuff with these actors you have. So I was like, oh, okay. Now, because at the end of the last episode where there was that clashing of Jim and Harvey mm-hmm. right there at that very end, is like, oh, give me, I was finally at that point of give me more. Yeah. Which I had not felt before. Yeah. In this show. It was a struggle to watch. And this was, okay. Yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. I agree. Um, so, to get right into the recap. Okay, can I just say? Oh, you want? <laughs> of course not. We're not going to get right into the recap. No, absolutely not. No, the previously on. Oh, God. If it, I hear a war is coming speech one more fucking time. I know. It's getting so old. Like, well, we're I mean, they, seven they, episodes in. Well, I mean, they changed the, the middle and the end of that. But the beginning but is always, always Penguin. It always starts with Penguin's... Uh, a war's coming speech followed by Fish Mooney saying it might as well be me. Yep. And then they move on to something different. Yeah. But those two little bits every single time. Yep. I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah. Especially when you're watching them back to back to get ready for a podcast and you don't have a week between them to. Yeah. It's like, to oh, forget about Jesus, it. these again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, now now we now can do the recap. We'll get into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Penguin is walking around Gotham, and we uh, see Fish um, screaming, "He's alive!" Now Penguin has his umbrella. Yes. In this, his open his opening scene, he's got his umbrella, which I just loved, and he's got his henchman. He's got yeah. his suit, and I'm like, "There's Penguin!" And he's cocky. There and... he is. Yeah. And then when it jumps over to Fish, and she is. Screaming. Yeah. We do not see this woman lose control. Yeah. And here she is. She has lost. She is having a fit. It is a well-deserved fit. It is. It is. And and Butch Gilzine. Butch Gilzine. Has to. Who? Butch Gilzine. Okay. Had to do it one more time. We, we haven't met him yet. He's he's a new character. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, who is he? <laughs> um, he comes, what's wrong? And she's just. If she yeah. breathed fire, that place would be burned down. Oh, I know. Because she's uh, she screams, he's alive? Mm-hmm. And she's so, so angry um, when she finds out that, you know, Jim hasn't killed him. Um, and she tells Butch that to bring Jim in to her. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that that can't go that can't go over well for Jim. Alive. Uh, alive, bring yes. Bring Jimmy alive. I yes. think she wants him alive. I think so. I think. I don't remember if this was the one that, that got the alive bit. Yeah. Uh, so we move on, and um, we this is you can tell it's right after where we left off. Yeah, we've picked up exactly um, where Montoya and Alan have to take the cuffs off Jim because they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jim uh, or Harvey attacks Jim in the locker room of well, the GCPD. Right, uh, Gordon is in the locker room. And he's trying to call Barbara. Yeah, and Bullock is pissed. Yeah, as he should. It's another. I mean, he come he comes in brandishing his gun. He yeah, and he has won the right to this fit. Yes, because now his life is forfeit. Yeah. And that's what he says. He says, um, 
Now I have to kill you and take mm-hmm. you to Falcone and beg for my own life. Yeah. That's the only thing I can hope to do to fix to this. To save his, yeah. And um, Jim begs him for help. He wants to pull him back. Yeah. To the not dark side. Yeah. To the, to the not white. mob side. Yeah. And What's so the opposite of dark? Harvey gets white? distracted and Jim uh, takes the chance to trip him. But Jim has had a gun brandished at him by his partner and all he does is trip Harvey so he can talk to him some more. Yeah, he gets the drop on him. And but he, but he, Bullock's like, he don't want nothing to do with it. Because Jim knows. No. He, he, Jim's not angry at him. Jim's like, listen, we got to sort this shit out and I need your help. Right. And and we've seen in like the, what, the last three episodes that Bullock is not a bad guy. He doesn't want to kill Jim. Mm-mm. But in order to save his own life. And survive in this world. And this is all he knows now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Harvey tells him, you better hope you never see me again. Yes. And uh, the scene moves to uh, why Barbara isn't answering her phone is because... Strangely. Butch Gilzine is there. Who? Butch Gilzine. Okay. Um, and God, you know, from... I said you a You would think that would get old, but it really doesn't. <laughs> Not for us. No. Okay. So... He's so creepy a with couple, her. In a couple episodes, oh. I made the comment that seeing him with fish kind of ramped down the creepy factor because he was real slimy in the pilot yeah then he got a little redeemed for me and then now he's just full-on creep again his his companionship with fish and his loyalty to fish makes him a much more likable character but yeah he's just like he may as well just be licking her face or something i'm actually surprised he didn't do that i know and um this this actor whose name i can't remember to say my life right now he's so good at it yeah because he can do that affable Mm mm-hmm Kind of, like when when Jim does come in in a I'm gonna say it in a couple sentences, um he's like hey buddy what's up he can do that real he can like, be charming he can be charming but he can also be super creepy so, which I think was so creepy I, I don't know how much of that is Butch and how much of that is he's trying to fuck with Barbara I think he's just playing with her I don't think he's really like that because from what the other things that because when he's with Fish I think he's him his real self yeah I would assume yeah I would think uh, as, so as a character not the actor. <laughs> I just want to clear that up. Um, so I think this, he's acting this. He's yeah. trying to terrify her. Terrify her. And it's working. For a woman on her own with these strange men in her house, how, what better way to terrify her? Yeah. And so he, um, he says that he likes the apartment, and I put in my notes, if Butch likes it, maybe you need to rethink your decorating choices. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but this is, I think, and you would hope, hope so much that Barbara is finally figuring out why it is that Jim didn't want to tell her stuff. Thank you. This is why. This is why. Because now you know shit Mm -hmm. and now you're a liability. Yes. Because if Jim's involved in something and they try to get at Jim what are they going to go after? Exactly. His girlfriend. And um, so like we like we just alluded to he's really gross with Barb and he like hits on her and he's like you ever been with a criminal? And uh, it's just, it's really slimy and uncomfortable. But um, it's supposed to be. Yeah, because you This can, is not Barb's bad acting or the bad character. You Barb's can feel Barb's character. discomfort. Yeah, it's, but this is Butch Gilzane. Yeah. As a character that makes this scene. Barb's just sitting there looking terrified. She does it well. Yeah. But I, like, I, but I didn't care about her. Yeah. It just made me feel gross. Yeah, and, and I think, honestly... This kind of once again highlights the Falcone organization versus the Moroni organization because it's subtle. Yeah. Okay. Butch isn't just waving his gun in her Maroney, face. Moroni, yeah. If it was Moroni's goons, yeah. they would just go in there and just hold, stick her up with a gun. So, I mean, he's. Brute force. He's at least smart enough to know 
what's going to really rattle her. Mm-hmm. He's really. Still, yeah, he's still taking a psychological angle. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so Jim interrupts with, um, he's got his gun drawn. And he is so pissed. He is yes. visibly. Yes. Here we see Jim Gordon is with an emotion. With an emotion. He it's the same one he's had pissed. before, but. But um, but we're also, what we're also seeing here is Jim is taking control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas up to this point, he's always been um, just going along to get along. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all the way up until here. And I think when we see Jim taking control of a situation, that's when we actually see Jim. Yeah. The person. Yeah, that's when the little glimmers come through where you're like, okay, this is a normal human being. Yeah, where up until this point, he just has this mask of he's just going along. Because it's it's hard to kind of feel uh, empathy and whatever for Mm -hmm. a robot guy. Mm -hmm. But as, as a character choice... I, I can almost see like, oh, okay, I see why you had him acting like this in this situation, but here we see him in this situation, and what the difference is in those two situations, yeah. I was like, oh. It's still hard to watch, though. Okay, yeah, it really is. Yeah. So that's, I think we said it a couple episodes ago, if if that was their long game to set Jim up like that, and he was played very deliberately, and he was directed very deliberately, that's fine, but that was a risky move to take, because Jim Gordon was the flattest character in this you know next to barb yeah (laughs) and we're here we are seven episodes in yeah and i'm just now feeling like i'm getting to know who jim is yeah exactly so that i mean that's a pretty damn ballsy move if that was done on purpose yeah yeah but i kind of feel like this was kind of a turning point for his character yeah but barbara's still useless yes she wanted in on this yeah she wanted and you stupid woman yeah and uh so butch now promises that barbara's gonna die too at this point because he's like sure you know, you forced my hand, and um, Jim does take the guys out. Um, and he's he, just fuck this. Boom. He, he does him. not kill Butch, though. No. But at the well, he shoots the goon, and then yeah. Butch is like, oh, well, you're serious. Okay, thanks. Then he knocks him I'm out. I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but once again, a part of me was like, Jim, you dumb shit. You should have killed him. But then I'm like, oh, but you're Jim Gordon. But he is a good guy. Right. So you're not going to kill him. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm the guy in a, when I'm playing Assassin's Creed where the, where my... You're going to uh, kill him? Yeah, where my opponent... When you're, you're supposed to go steal something from somebody, yeah. you just kill him instead? I just kill him instead. Yeah, I do that too. That's yeah, You kill that's, him and then you steal that's it? That's me. I'm yeah. not Jim Gordon. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I ain't got time to sneak and pickpocket. I'm going to kill your ass and, and then, then just I'm take steal what I want. Yeah, yeah. That's how I play. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he, he <laughs> says that they have to run and he takes her to the bus station and, um, but then he tells her to go on alone. Yeah. And she's like, no, you stay, I stay. I love you. Yeah. Get the fuck out of town, you useless woman. Pretty much. And so he basically says, listen, I'm going to sort it out, but if I don't sort it out, aka I die, Mm -hmm. don't come back to Gotham. Well, and he tells her, I can't do what I need to do unless I know you're safe. Because I have to take you out of the game. Because they will use you against me. Exactly. I mean, she just saw that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hello. <laughs> so then Jim returns to the precinct. Why? Was that really smart thing <laughs> to do? I Like, he shows back up. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And everything goes quiet. Oh, yeah. And every face turns. Yes. And they're all grumbling about him. And um, he uh, very loudly goes to Alvarez's desk. So loud. And he's like, hey, Alvarez, you have those blank warrants Judge Bam Bam signed? And Suck. And Alvarez is like, yeah. yeah. And Please just, walk away from yeah, me right now. sure. Now, I was, when I, when I was first watching this, and even in the rewatch. Who the hell Judge Bam Bam is? Not quite yet. We're not quite to that part. Okay. I've got the whole paragraph on that. Though. Yay! We'll get there. Um, 
But at that point, um, the way he says it now, I did watch this episode when it originally aired, and, and in the rewatch, I'd forgotten a lot about it. But I was thinking, are these real warrants? Because the way he's like, hey, you a uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, elbow, elbow, oh. you got those warrants, those blank warrants? Because I'm like, what judge signs blank warrants? Yeah. And I was like, are they real? Because I, I was like. You thought he was just like, hey, Alvarez, go with me Maybe on he was this. just bluffing to get an upper hand yeah. and get people to leave him alone. Um, or even if they are real, he is still getting an upper hand because he, the entire precinct hears, oh, no. He's, he's got a plan. He's got arrest warrants. He's, he's going to do he's some got shit. He's got something. Yeah, yeah. So then, but Judge Bam Bam. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck is Judge Bam Bam? There's nothing actually in the canon. About Judge Bam Bam. About Judge Bam Bam. There are two theories as to who they're referencing um one is uh there is a fight coordinator uh on the show arrow Mm -hmm. and his name is james bam bam bamford okay so it could possibly be a uh a nod to him uh he's they refer to him as the resident badass okay Uh, apparently he's somebody whatever Uh, whatever um but also the more popular theory and the more common one is uh richard ambrose who is Richard Ambrose? He is a linebacker for the Cleveland Browns, or was a linebacker for the Cleveland Browns from okay. 75 to 83. Okay. He got the nickname Bam Bam from the Flintstones character. Okay. Uh, from the fact that he tackled the shit out of people for eight years. Okay. Bam, bam. Yeah. Once he retired, he went to law school. Oh, wow. And he has served as a judge at, in... Um, Cahuilla County Court of Common Pleasance since 2004. Wow. So, yeah, there actually is a judge. But don't call him Judge Bam Bam in his courtroom. I, I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah, probably not best. So, I'm not... I, I'm assuming that since Arrow is a CW show... Yeah. And Gotham is a Fox show, that they're probably not referring to the uh, flight, fight coordinator. Yeah. Although he's probably known in the industry, not just... Yeah, not just... But I think it just... I think it's... I want it to be this linebacker dude. That's pretty cool. I just think that's kind of cool. But I... I and, and I took it completely... I took it at face value when I first saw it am on the rewatch. Um, I took it that, God, how corrupt is Gotham? That they... And, and how lazy some of these public officials are. Mm-hmm. That literally you just get a judge to sign blank warrants so you don't have to bother him. Oh, okay. okay. That's what I took it to mean. Okay. Like, fucking Gotham. Yeah, but the way he walked up, he's like, so, uh, Alvarez. Yeah. <laughs> and the poor guy's just like, uh. like He's like, like please like, stop like, talking to me. Are you going to go along with it? Are you? Are you? Are you? Yeah. And he did. Yeah, he did. Apparently. He's like, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> so we move on to um, Fish and Falcone at this warehouse. And they the like, chickens. And the chickens. And the chickens. I, I do. So I put with chickens. Um, they're meeting, and this is the same place that uh, they met at a couple episodes ago when Fish... Yeah, they use this set a lot. Where Fish and Nico were, you know, arguing in front mm-hmm, of Falcone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to agree with Fish. Is what yeah. He, he's like, I don't want to agree with Fish here, but... Because but... she, she says that everyone needs to die. Gordon needs to die. Oh, he won. Penguin needs to die. Bullet to, needs to die. Today. 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 And Falcone's like, mm, no. And he even makes the point of, like, you want to kill Moroni, too? And she's like, if that's what it takes. Yeah, she is totally in a panic here. Yeah. And, and uh, Nikolai's just as much because he knows 
this penguin person. Yeah. Yeah. Knows some, some shit. shit. Which, y'all some dumbasses. What the fuck? If an underling knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he was your if he was your body man or whatever, and he was holding your umbrella. He shouldn't have known all that. I don't care who he is. Exactly. You only talk about those kind those kind takeover plans. Yeah. You don't talk about in front of nobody. No, that was really stupid. Yeah. So, um, he basically he's like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Um, he says that it's nothing and it's totally not wor- worth starting a war for. It's like he knows something. I know. She was like, it's like he knows something that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's freaking her out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she says that Penguin knows too much and he's like, what does he know? And she's like, he knows some stuff. Like, she and some very things. prominently won't tell him. No. Mm-mm. That's not suspicious or nip, not man. at all. And so Falcon says, all right, fine. You can go see Maroni. You ask him nicely. Politely. To, politely to hand uh, Penguin over. And if he doesn't. Politely. You move on. Because, yes. you know, he's met fish before. Um, yes. And so uh, Falcon says he's going to send Victor mm-hmm. to fetch Jim at work. To collect Jim. Yeah. Because he asked because, her, do you have Jim? I thought yeah. you were going to get him. Oh, he wasn't cooperative. And at all. She makes the point of saying he's staying at work and he's acting like nothing happened. Right. So, apparently, just that's freaking people out. Well, yeah, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. So, um, then Fish and Nico walk off now, conspicuously. He, yeah, Falcone, I right. Falcone says something to her about, isn't this a handsome chicken? And she's like, what the and fuck are we talking about chickens for? Yeah, well, and she says um, she doesn't know anything about chickens. Yeah. But I'm sitting there thinking, okay, but you're dressed like a chicken. Because <laughs> she's got that feather thing. Yeah, over her dress. Like a... Like it's, a caplet or something? Yeah, just across her, her chest and her shoulders and her back. Like it's a, yeah, yeah. like you're saying, a caplet. I'm like, but you're dressed like a chicken. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. Honey. Honey. So she's walking away with Nico, and that was really stupid right away, because Falcone does give them a very significant look at the end of the scene. Oh, sure. Because he ain't like dumb. Knows something's going on. Um, and she's worried because Falcone is being so nonchalant about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, they make mention of Liza, and apparently he hasn't touched her yet, which, that's good. Uh, that's good news. Because just, he treats her just, like mama. Yeah, she's just cooking and cleaning. She cooks and cleans for him, and that's all. Mm-hmm. And we go back to we go back to the GCPD, and Jim is uh, adding some names to the blank warrants yeah, with his apparent, typewriter. Apparently they're real. Yeah. And um, the ma- it, he, he's going to go after the mayor. Falcone and their close associates. So he he's aiming to high. Arrest, like, much like Fish. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> everybody. Instead of killing everyone, he wants to arrest everybody. Um, and so uh, he's, the charges are going to be conspiracy and perversion of justice in the Wayne murders. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. And Essen's like, you don't have any proof. And he's like, I'm attaching my, testi- my testimony. Or my statement can, or whatever. Can the arresting officer have his own testimony? I don't, I don't know, know how that, that works. that's going to fly. Yeah, I don't know how that works. No. Um, this doesn't seem strictly legal. Gee, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's Gotham. It's perfectly legal. But Essen tells him, she's like, listen, even if you pull this harebrained thing off, nobody's going to prosecute. No, nobody's going to help you. Nobody's going to touch this. No, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. And, um... She and tries she, to talk him into going getting out of town. She does, and she says, "Listen, I can't even help. I have a family, mm-hmm. which I respect." That and he's like, "I understand." And um, so he thinks people will help when he, they see him fighting back. Yes, I think he has too high an estimation of Gotham. I think he does too, especially since what we see in a moment. Yes, um, Victor. It turns out is Victor Zaz, well, and he comes to GCPD to go 
bring Jamin. Right. If was if we can back up just a second. Yeah. Um, Essen asks him. Oh no. Yeah. She asks him if he's crazy. Yeah. Did I get that right? Okay. And he's like, no. But then he gets an expression. Yeah. I got three exclamation points after that. Wow. Um, he says it feels good. He wants to lead the charge and turn the city around. And but but like you literally see his face just light up, and then immediately blank. Yeah. So it kind of makes me think, okay, maybe this is a choice. It. I. I think it kind of has to be because, like, he just gets stoic. Like he doesn't want people like a game face. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know when you audition for things, they. They gotta see your range. They look at your other bo- your body mm-hmm. of work. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And and he's been through countless directors now. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this is a choice. I just don't. It's gotta be a choice. Know because, that I yeah. like that. But this okay. But you know he gets that gleeful, almost insane, almost manic expression. look. Yeah. yeah. And then when his face goes stoic again, it. When I was watching, I was like, okay, but that face feels different. Mm-hmm. Where we've seen this exact same face on him for seven episodes. Well, it's it's him this, taking action. Like, this felt different. It's him taking action mm-hmm. against this situation that he's been put into that he's just right. had to roll with. Mm-hmm. And because he's been out of control for a long, because you know yeah, he's had yeah, the whole penguin was, thing looming right, over him. Right. Yeah, and we're also saying earlier that it re- the change in his character seems to come with his ability to control the situation. Yeah, yeah. Which now that actually now that I think about that, um, if you think about Gordon's character in Batman era, mm-hmm. you know, because we all know Gordon becomes Commissioner Gordon, and Commissioner right. Gordon is in control of the police department. Yeah, um, and so we can. I it, it makes sense for his for that choice to be a character choice that makes sense for that him. Sentence made no sense yeah. whatsoever. It's a choice that makes sense to me now, knowing where this character is going to end up. Yeah, it was just painful to get here. It was, but now that I see it and understand it, I'm like, oh, yeah. But it was, it was so awful. I was man, it was bad. Cause I think I think you can show that without making him a robot. I yeah, and I think they could have shown it sooner. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a director. I just play one on TV. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Victor shows up with his two little with his dominatrix uh, <laughs> henchwomen. Dominatrix thing one and thing two. Yeah. And so we get that he's Victor Zaz, who just screams, I'm somebody in canon. He's played by Anthony Kerrigan. A creepy dude. Who has played two different DC villains. Really? He, uh, Victor Zaz, obviously. Yeah. And he played Kyle Nimbus on The Flash. Okay, I don't know who that is, but okay. Uh, the Mist. I don't know who that character is. He's The Mist. It's a, I don't do DC, man. I, I do know. Marvel. I know. So I don't know who that person is, So, but maybe you people playing the game at home. But the, yeah, he Anthony Kerrigan has played two DC villains. I think he does a good job with Victor's ass. He does. Um, well, I did a little research on that. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, let's get a little further into the scene. Before we get yeah, into that because I, I have a little bit of an issue i think i know where you're gonna add something <laughs> so uh yeah he very prominently goes into the gcpd um he seems perfectly reasonable and sane at he first seems very calm and under control and he's like listen i'm here for don uh, don falcon's orders and he's he like up on the desk he gets up on the desk and he's like i'm just here for jim every nobody gets in my way and we're fine yeah i won't hurt anybody and um Jim goes out and he drops the warrants on her desk. 
Oh, is that what he dropped on her desk? Yes. I saw him drop something, I but I wasn't entirely sure I don't know what when it he was. Came back for them later. Yeah. I don't know how that works. But anyway, um, and Victor tells him that he is going to be taken Jen. alive. Yeah, he said he's going to be taken alive to Falcone, but alive could mean a lot of different things you depending on how have, his cooperation. You cannot have hands and still be alive. Okay, I want to point out that um, the the office moving. Mm-hmm. I think it's happened again. I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, before I was talking about how their desk was right outside Essen's office and it was down on the floor. Yeah. And they walk out and they go to their desk is right there. Well, now they're up on the balcony. But well, it's right appar- outside Essen's office. But apparently Essen's office is now up on the balcony. Because I swear they were down on the ground floor before. Yeah, I think and they And now were they're too. up top. And now she's up. They've moved her yeah. up there. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously? People? Um... Yeah, they, uh, Zaz is, he's very calm, he, and he's very in control. Uh, his character in the comics was completely insane. Okay. He was batshit crazy. Okay. Um, I'm starting to kind of get shades of batshit crazy in this. Although he can control it for short bursts, but he does right. have his now, little crazy streaks. He, Zaz was very, uh, he's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that really bugs me about his character in this show is uh, he is a Batman time villain. And, and we've like put a him, grown, like grown up Batman, and, and we've put him in this time zone, right? And now we frame. see him as an adult, um, like a full mature adult. He's not a young no. person. He's not like in his twenties. He's, he's like been at his, the game for a while, as we see like, later. Yeah, he's in his thirties or so. And if we were to progress this character along up into Batman's time, he's gonna be freaking old, unless he's got Victor's ass Junior. Oh, yeah, there's always that. His own little creepy uh, uh, dad skills. Yeah, so that just really bugged me, and I just don't think he was crazy enough. Okay. From for what, how he's portrayed from in... What, from what I've, how he's portrayed in... Now, he was very, very intelligent in... Because uh, when he was in Arkham, and they did some redesigning of, uh, of Arkham, he convinced... Uh, you know, people on the inside were bad, too, because that's where Harley came from. Ah. Um, but he had convinced some people when they were redoing the inside of Arkham to... He got an escape hatch built in so that he Jesus. could sneak out whenever he wanted to. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but I was here in Arkham the whole time. Oh, my gosh. And there's actually a story arc where uh, Batman gets himself committed so that he can go in and investigate the whole situation. Oh, yeah. It's 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 crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, and this is where, like, Jim's faith in, in the GCPD in general is just kind of shat upon. Because uh, Victor orders everyone out, and all the cops in the squad room for file ju- out. For just a second, it was a battle of wills. Yeah. But then everybody leaves. Yeah. And Jim, lo- he looks defeated. We got another emotion We got another emotion. And, but Essence starts to stay. Even though she said she wouldn't help him. Right, but then he's like, you need to leave. So that, that really confused me. Yeah. She's like, I can't help you. I can't help you. I have a family. But then when she's faced with it. She's she's going to stay. But she. What? I don't know. Maybe she was hoping he'd tell her to leave. I, I don't know. That's a big know. gamble, though. Yeah. But as as a writing choice, it's it's inconsistent. Yeah. And I'm not okay with it. Yeah. She. I would have. I think I would have accepted everybody. Everybody else is leaving. It's she's the last one there. And she looks up at him with some pleading eyes or something and then walks away. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry or something. And then she walks away. Yeah. That I would have bought. Instead of I'm going to stand here next to you. And you have to convince me to leave. Yeah. Yeah. 
What is it with the women in this show? I don't know. They kill me. Um, so I put in my notes, is Jim brave or stupid? Stupid. I, mm. I think a little bit of both. <laughs> a lot of both. Uh, so as soon as the building's cleared, Jim starts a shootout, and he barely escapes downstairs. Okay, but what? Because Zaz yeah. uses a knife. He canonically uses a knife. Really? Yes. Okay. The story of his creation. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going off of memory here, so if I get a small detail wrong, I apologize. Um, he he goes through his life and he goes through the cycles of crime and whatnot. And he goes, he's like standing on the bridge and he's ready to end his life because it's all meaningless and blah, 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 whatever. And some homeless guy comes up and I don't remember exactly how it goes, but somehow this homeless guy convinces him, um, something. Honestly, I really not to kill himself. Something along those lines. But then he thanks the guy. He thanks the homeless man by stabbing, by killing him with a knife. That's the same thing to and do. And that's the beginning. Well, he was, in, yeah. Uh, he was not exactly saying. Um, but that's the beginning of Zaz's uh, career as a serial killer, is he is releasing people from their meaningless existence. Oh, God. Life is meaningless. So he d- he's not so just this a hitman. This is now his drive. He is releasing people from their, he's doing them a favor. He is releasing them from their meaningless existence, and it's always with a knife. That does make him scary. He's always stabbing them. So I was like, I don't know if you do it again. Yeah. And Jim has got shot. Yeah, Jim gets uh, shot in the side or in the stomach or whatever you want to. But he, he does make it to the garage, and they play hide-and-seek in the cars. Mm. They look like they're about the 70s to 80s. Yeah, yeah. They they, they at least kept that there's one time fl- frame. There is one flash um, later when there's the drive-off. There's a flash of one car that's got the softer curves of more of a 90s car yeah. for just a second. So that, that whole timelessness thing, it's like, so fucking random it is and um so they play hide and seek and uh jim tries to make a break for it and he's shot trying to run he's He's shot shot in the the leg leg. um and for some strange reason i'm very concerned about people's footwear okay as you know but zaz has got some really good shoes okay they're almost like really good doc martin shoes let me ask you a question what are they shiny shoes hmm not in like a dress shoe shiny way. Okay. They're well kept. They're well kept. They're well kept, but they're 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 boots. Okay. They're not shiny. Sh- I, don't know, I wouldn't. I would not call them. Oh shiny no, they sh- were. They were like almost like Doc Martens. Yeah, they looked a lot like Doc Martin knockoffs. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't see any like Doc Martens. You know, markings. you start talking about shoes, and I start talking about shiny shoes. Yeah. Because it was uh, very important. But no, no. No, okay. no, they were not shiny shoes okay. in the sense of like... See, when I think shiny shoes, I'm thinking I think like dra- a pair of dress sh- shoes. A shiny pair of dress Oxford's shoes. Oxford's not brogues. Oxford's not brogues, that's right. So, but for some reason, I'm really worried about people's footwear all the time. <laughs> um, but he had some really good boots, and I like them. Yeah. I want some. I don't know why the f- I'm worried about people's feet. But well, I you am, know, there you go. I have my lots of things. Um, So some random cop comes along. Some random cop comes along and she distracts Victor and she gets shot in the kneecaps for her trouble. Good times, man. Um, And just when we think Jim's not going to make it, Montoya and Alan come up with a car and they I save him. I wanted it to be Bullock. I did too. We both, I when we first watched this. Oh, it's Bullock. It's Bullock. It's Bullock. It's fucking not. It's Alan and Montoya. Yep. But Good for them. Yeah. I guess. And so they, they get Jim out of there and um Victor shoots the cop that came in and interrupted them. Dead. Um 
And then he carves a new tick mark in See, his arm. See, here's the knife. Yeah. This is the knife that he uses when he does these people these favors. And he um, he rolls his sleeve up, and you can see various uh, levels of scarring. Right. right. Um, he says 58. No, 28, I thought. Did he say 28? I thought That's he said That's what 50. I wrote down. You have closed captioning, I don't. Yes, 28. 20, he's, only, he's only on 28. Yeah. Canonically, he has like over 140. Okay. Well, it's early? Yeah, I guess. But again, his age won't play out properly. But see, this is assassin Victor Zaz, not serial killer Victor Zaz. But serial killer, but there was no killing before he became serial killer. There was, a, it wasn't like he... No, he, okay. was, he was like a petty criminal. Okay. He was just kind of crazy. He didn't actually start his murder spree. Because Until. that's when the mark started. He killed the homeless dude, and that's when the mark started. Okay. That's when he became yeah. the guy. Oh. So but so the timeline's not gonna match. Yeah, I said fifty I thought he said fifty seven. Um twenty eight. Twenty fifty's high <laughs> is fifty seven. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> God damn it. Um so yeah, this this is where the knife does come out that, that he is canonically known for. But yeah, in uh in the like the current mo- not modern, but in his story arc. Yeah. He has like hundred and forty eight, I think. Damn. Yeah, and that's and like and when you see him, um, pictures of him drawn for the comics, he is covered in these hash marks. Yeah. In that five, um, grouping configuration. Yeah, grouping. Um, and it's they're literally like, and he is bald. Wow. Canonically, he he is bald. But he's carving them all up over. But it. he shaves his head. Where this character, the actor himself, actually is, uh, he has that condition where you're you don't grow hair. Alopecia. That one. Um, yeah, because he didn't have eyebrows either. But the the character in the comic, he shaves his head because there's I've saw pictures of him with hair, and then some with not hair. Um, but they're like literally like they're on his head, they're on his face, they're literally Damn. all over. And they they tend to draw him shirtless because it's creepier. To, yeah, yeah. To, make, to see it. Yeah. And like there's I saw one picture of him, he's naked, but the the uh, 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 talk bubble is right over is right over his bits. Oh my gosh! I was like, seriously, guys. Somebody had to draw that. <laughs> Somebody thought that was a good idea. Because this is back when you drew comics. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, really? So, yeah, he's covered head to toe in these hash marks. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we move on, and Jim uh, wakes up. <gasps> he's alive. And it's in this lab with a lot of rats. Uh, literally, they're rats in cages. It's literally. not, like, gross, what I would consider no, gross rats. No, it's a lab, yeah. Um, and so Montoya and Ellen took him to somebody to remove the bullets, because apparently they have friends. Yeah, which is such a surprise. Like, whoa, what? Um, <laughs> uh, it turns out this is the dissection lab at the university, at Gotham University. And okay. um, he, of course, being Jim Gordon, he's like, nope, nope, I got to get up and I got to yeah, go. Like, you need to sit down. You've been shot. You need to You need to wait. And, um, and Alan comes in <laughs> and she calls him Crispus. She calls him by his first name. Yeah. And I don't. I th- so it feel like it feels like that scene should have made me feel something, but it didn't. I don't feel like it should have made me feel something. It just didn't. Yeah, I just Does I felt I felt like that was in there on purpose. Well, but they had just, to they had to sh- they had to show th- that they he, had to portray Jim. They had for the sake of the narrative. Yeah, they had to show him not being shot anymore. They had yeah. to show him the bullets being taken out, you know. And him like, cared you for. Because sometimes, you know, because you know, if they, they had shot him, and then the next minute he's back up. He's and running around. around. We would never have bought it. Yeah. So that's the scene 
was for the narrative, and that was it. Well, I was I was talking about the uh, the it's fact that Alan is included, and she, and this well, lab tech or whoever yeah, she is knows him. She's yeah, she's maybe well, it is to show that not everybody hates them. Possibly. Well, <laughs> she did. Say, he well, you know, Jim is trying to get up and move, and she's trying to stop him. I think maybe it was to show she's trying to get Alan to help her stop yeah. him because he's bigger, more forceful, more manly man doing manly things. Um, but then Alan's just like, I'll get you some clothes. All right, but um, you might want some clothes first. And Jim kind of yeah. looks down like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I am in my boxer briefs. Thanks. Aww. Um, <laughs> And I noticed that Jim's underwear is just fucking boring. It's gray. Yeah, they're like those, The yeah, like, well, it's military. That's true. It's military. That's ish. true. <laughs> but that's the only thing that Alan is like, he's not going to stop him. He's just, dude, let's get you some clothes first. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, Alan understands. Yeah, he gets it, finally. It's a big fucking deal. <laughs> and uh, There's a war coming. I didn't know that. I wish somebody would have told me that. I know, somebody who could see it coming. Yeah, rivers of blood in the streets. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> so, uh, so we see May Fish. May as well be me. Oh, yeah. sorry. We see Fish uh, visiting Maroney. Okay, now the dress she's wearing yeah. looks an awful lot like Fish Scales. Yeah, I thought that, too. And it was kind of iridescent. It's that shiny iridescent, like the rainbow. Remember the book, The Rainbow Fish? Yeah. That's what. Oh. Yeah. And uh, so she tells him that he needs to hand over Penguin, and he's an ass about it. And he refuses. And she's like, listen. And because he, he says, well, he must be really valuable to you. And she's like, no, it's about respect. Is that what it's about? Yeah, I totally don't want him for any particular reason. It's about no, respect. Sure, sure. And, um. What the he brings Penguin over, and he's like, he's like, Penguin, you di- they feel that you've disrespected them. And he's like, I never meant to do that. That was not my intention. And so he, he makes Penguin apologize, which, you know, that makes it all okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, Fish is like, fine, all right, fuck it. We're going for bloodshed. And then she very uh, personally threatens penguin she claws his face with those well, yeah, with those nails of her she slaps him she, but at the same time it causes yeah 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 I, I those nails work. man i need to sharpen my nails a little bit so i can pull that off <laughs> but yeah she i mean she grasps his face and she promises that torture's well, not has nothing on what she's gonna do to him and she says jolly fat men are so tiresome she yeah. says it looking at maroney but when she finishes she looks up at fish Penguin. She looks up at Penguin. She looks up at herself. <laughs> she looks up at Penguin. Yeah. And who we know canonically is going to be a jolly fat man. A jolly fat man. I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that's an. It's got to be a nod. I hope to so the, to the Penguin. Um. And character. so we move on to these poor, poor nuns. As they walk think, along I'm the street, like Monty Python. What the fuck is this shit? Nun, uh, nuns aren't even safe. None shall pass. What? None shall pass. I don't even know. (laughs) I love it. Um, And so they're recruited by Butch. (laughs) And um, he plants them across. He chains them across. Which was actually kind of brilliant. It was really smart. That's why they got nuns. Yeah, it was really smart. Mm -hmm. He chains them across the street to where they can't move, but they're completely blocking the street. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. It forces this truck to grind to a halt. And um, as we see them unloading the truck, it's it's one of Maroney's trucks. Oh, it says Maroney in huge letters. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
Butch tells the drivers that he's like Falcone's not gonna Falcone's not gonna let any of Maroni's trucks pass until he gives up Penguin. Right, right, right. And the guys are like, "All right, we'll t- we'll tell him." And he's like, "Yeah, uh, I'm gonna still shoot you in the kneecaps." Well, he he does. Uh, Gilzine he 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 handles it like a businessman. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, oh, "Do you want a beating or do you want a bullet?" Yeah. And the guy's like, "No, no, no, no. We'll I'll, tell we'll, him. We'll be serious." So he's like, "Well, I gotta send a message." I was like, oh, but we'll tell him. We'll, we'll like, just, he's like, oh, shut the fuck up. And then he shoots yeah. him in the leg. And I'm yeah. just like, yes. I would have been like, oh, beat, just give me a beating. Yeah. Just, I would much, what would, which would you prefer, a beating or a bullet? Beating, because you don't know where the bullet's going to go. Like, yeah. Yeah. And if it hits a vein and you bleed yeah. out yeah. and you're fucked, mm, yeah. I'll just, I would have just said beating. Just beat me. Yeah. Give me a beating. That would have been fine. So, yeah. Um, and we move on to Maroney, and he is convinced now. That Penguin is valuable. Sure. And they have that weird, um, he's the golden goose, and then Oswald does the honk honk, and he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, the goose. That's what he says. So Maroney's that guy. You, He says something, and four seconds later, you say something that, you know, goes along with it, and he's like, what? What? Yeah, he's, he's such he's a He's a meathead. Canon. He really is. Um, but I really kind of wonder if that's a callback to, uh, in canon, Penguin tends to make bird noises. Right. Hong Kong. Yeah. I, I, I thought that too. I, anything bird related and penguin, I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence. And I want to point out, when I was doing my rewatch and taking my notes, uh, my daughter was watching this with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my younger, I, I say younger daughter, she's 20. She's watching this with me and, and she's like, she picks up and she's not, has not been watching the show. She just happens to be in the room watching this with me. She was over visiting me. And she's watching this scene and she just, He's manipulating him. Obviously, she, she picked up on it right away that Penguin what he was, was be- doing. That Penguin was being the manipulator yeah. in that scene, and I'm just like, yeah, you see it that clear. She's like, yeah, it's clear. Yeah, in his face that 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 he's egging him on. Yeah, egging. Oh God. <laughs> but the fact that she picked up on it and has never seen the show. Uh huh. Yeah, because had no idea what was going on. Because he clearly um, manipulates. Because they uh, Frankie who is the lieutenant that never has liked Penguin. And um, he tells Maroney... He's, he's been like, suspicious of him from the start. Yeah, he's yeah. like, listen, let's just let's just pay Falcone off and move on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Penguin's like, I agree. You know, Falcone is number one, and we really shouldn't piss him off. And f- the, f- the switch is flipped. Mm-hmm. For- and she's like, oh, wow, he's good. Yeah, and Maroney's like, yeah, we're going to attack him. Yeah, we are. And so he just, and and Penguin's like, I know just where to attack him. Does he now? He goes from, no, we really shouldn't, to, oh, actually, I know where you can. Mm -hmm. It's very convenient. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. so manipulative, and Mm -hmm. I really enjoy watching it Mm -hmm. because it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, so we uh, move to uh, Montoya and Jim are parked in the woods somewhere. All alone. All alone. And they have a little heart to heart. It's at least half a heart. <laughs> and uh, so she apologizes. And she uh, she confirms that Barb is safe. Jim says, yeah, I made sure well, she's... Well, she, she asks, confirming. Yeah. That, not that Barb she is says, safe. Not that she says he's safe. She's, yeah. Yeah. That's... She wants to confirm right. that Barb okay. is safe. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And, um... As soon as that happens, Alfred, like, slams Alan against the car. We start to see uh, some of his royal military training. Yeah. Which, uh, canonically, originally, Alfred did not have. It wasn't until the Earth-1 series 
that, that they... he was retconned to be uh, to have military, okay. royal, be of the royal military. Okay, um, but this is that's the Alfred they're using. This is badass Alfred, right? That's that's the the canon Alfred that they're going with is the Earth one. Yeah, and he slams one. Alan against the thing, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Jim." Oh, hi. And Jim's like, "He's with me. It's okay." Look, mom, it's dad. And he makes a point of saying, "Like, I couldn't go myself because." Uh, you know, of all the heat that's on happened, me. And right. then they go to the house. Oh, of course. So I I couldn't go well, to the maybe, house, so then we're going to go to the house. Maybe uh, Alfred knows how to sneak through, him in. Maybe they went through the servant's entrance. Maybe. Which Jim wouldn't have been able to access. Yeah, it could. that could be. You couldn't call ahead. I know. Thank you. Something. But I guess it was a... I guess they needed to show Alfred's... Yeah. I don't want... Strength. Yeah. His... his powers his what he's capable of i guess yeah. they had to start that hinting at it um but yeah i can only guess that that maybe they he snuck him in through a servant's quarters or the, the the dock the loading dock or yeah i don't know what mansions have i've never had <laughs> one so uh yeah but jim says he needs his help and um he brings montoya and alan up to see bruce this scene killed me yeah because he explains to bruce everything that uh, everything that happens, sort of, and then Bruce is now, like, "Now, now, Bruce is wearing pajamas." Yes, was he actually in bed? No, he was in a study, probably on the okay. couch. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but Bruce makes a point of he's like, "Don't treat me like a child," and he does. He Jim's like, it. "But you are, but you are," because you're screaming like it. Mm-hmm. But he, um, I'm not a kid. And Bruce says, "Like you think this is connected?" And he's to to my parents' murders, and he's like, "Yeah, I think everything is." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he basically says, this is Montoya and Alan. They're going to work your parents' case for you when I die. Yeah, he kinda, <laughs> he's, he tries to come across with if something happens to me, but yeah. they're all standing there and they're all thinking the same thing. Yeah. And, uh, Bruce gets it. Jim's like, I've told them everything I know, which is a whole fuck ton of nothing. Um, it wasn't really Pepper. No. <laughs> that's about the extent yeah, of it. It's about and it. And shiny shoes. And shiny shoes. Okay. And, um... I wonder if he told him about Cap. I don't know. I think he would have had to. He would have had he to. Would put that in English. He would have had to. He would have, yeah. Um, and I put in my notes, they may be good detectives, but they're not actually good at being detectives. <laughs> so poor Bruce is getting the short end of the stick if Jim dies. I know, right? Not that Jim has burned up the all, case. Yeah, but this is all he has. So yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> These are like the two honest cops in GCPD. And aside really, from me. They are. Yeah. And that's sad. And, um, six sad world. Next <laughs> oh my up, gosh, six, six sad, sad world. world. <laughs> Thank you for knowing that reference. I did. Yay. Um, so, okay, he goes and he wants help, but yet Alfred and Bruce actually don't do anything to help him. So well, I don't I, know what the purpose of this I, was. I wonder if maybe that they're using it as a staging point. Um, and I, I think Jim really feels like he owes Bruce an everything. explanation. Yeah, well, yeah, he owes him a lot for some reason. Um, these promises that he's made to this this young boy, I, I don't really know why he he feels. It's in the script. It's Batman. It's Gordon. Yeah. It, it has to be the way it is. These two people have to have a relationship in order for the story to even yeah. mean anything. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's the only reason I can think why they're there. Because he's like, I need your help. I don't actually need help. you to do anything, but I need your help to not can do. you babysit montoya and ellen while i, get I think that was sorted it out? i think that was it <laughs> i think you're right oh my god because montoya and ellen are, they save me but generally they just fuck stuff two. up yeah he's like hey alfred psst, come here can you yeah. watch the kids for can me? you watch the kids mom 
<laughs> Dad needs a night out. Can you watch the kids? That's totally what it is. Yeah. So we move on and... Well, wait. Wait, what? Don't move on. Okay, well... Bruce hugs him. Bruce does hug him. He goes to... Sh- to his, puts his hand out to shake his hand, you know, like he's going to treat him like a child. And then Bruce, his, that kid's face, David, his acting, oh my God, I don't know what that child had to pull on to. Yeah. In his inner feelings and emotions. To do that. To pull that scene off. And then when he, and like I was sitting here and I told you, my daughter was watching it with me and we're talking about it as we're watching it. And I was in the middle of a sentence when Bruce ran over and hugged him. Mm-hmm. I have to say run over. He took like two steps. Um, and I choked up in the middle of the sentence Aww. while we were, and I was talking about something completely different. And yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. I I'm like, can you hug Alfred too, please? I know. Hug mom. Hug mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, so now can we move on? Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay, now we can move on. <laughs> and um, Penguin is taking some thugs to attack Nico's little base. Mm-hmm. And my question is, how do they not have any kind of surveillance? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they kill everybody really easily. I know, they weren't riding up. And Frank is with them. Yeah, Frankie's with them. Um, and they kill uh, all of Nico's guys and Nico. And Frankie then attacks Penguin because he's like, listen, I'm just going to make it look like it was it was part of the gunfight. Then I'm rid of you because you're a liability. He's like, how did you know where this place was? He's never trusted him. Yeah. And so the the problem with that little plan is that um, Penguin's paid off the goons. Yeah. Apparently Penguin has more money. They work for him now. Money that he stole from Maroney. Sure. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Because Frankie was right for not trusting him. But what I thought was hilarious is that, you know, he... Yeah, he his goons, they're now his goons, and that's how he gets to him, and he, he kills him. He knifes him. He knifes him. He knifes Up him. close I mean, and personal. I mean, just squish, squish. My daughter was going, she was just like, she couldn't handle it. She, she actually got up and walked out of the room yeah. for a minute. Um, and because it's, it's a pretty gruesome moment. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking there's not even a sandwich in sight. No. Now he's killing for fun. Ooh. Of course, he wouldn't have started shit if Frankie wouldn't have started shit necessarily. He could have just kept those guys he on his payroll. don't want no shit. Don't start no shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, we move on, and Maroni and Falcone are meeting at the docks. They have a coming together. They do, and Falcone is upset about Nico, and he and says Maroni's upset about, about Frankie. Frankie. Oh, and uh, Nikolai. Yeah, Nikolai was one of the people. Nico. Nico yeah. was one of those people yeah. in uh, that was in the yeah the that was killed. That they did so they both lost they, they both, both lost. lost lieutenants yeah and it's just tragic and just Falcone awful. wants peace and he says you know there's not enough there's enough good business to go around right and if and if Penguin obviously means that much to you that's I'll I'll we'll let, let you, you have you Penguin keep him and we'll just drop that whole issue but I would like a gift in return as a show of respect right it's all about respect and um. At Penguin's suggestion, Maroney... Of course Penguin has a suggestion. Of course. Maroney offers up Indian Hill. Which Fish immediately... Says oh, is garbage. And, um... <laughs> so, of course... <laughs> Go ahead. And uh, Falcone's like, I'm not familiar with that. And he's like, basically, it's a cursed Indian burial ground with toxic waste on it. Which just sounds like and a nice summer spot. Yeah, and she's just totally... It's in, the Arkham, it's in the Arkham... Uh, Right. District. But since fish poo-poo's on it, yeah. Falcone's, Falcone is like, is like yeah, Whoop. that's fine. Yeah, a little some cheesy poofs. <laughs> he sees all. He does. And so they have a deal. Um, and they still haven't caught Jim. 
And Maroney rubs it in. He's like, so you you, you got Jim Gordon in you yet? Got that, uh, you got that Jim boy? And he's like, I've got Victor working on it. Yeah, yeah. Victor's apparently infamous. Yeah, and so we go to Jim, and he is back at the ridiculous apartment. Is that not the first place they would look? Well, and... and because apparently it's the first place Bullock looked. Yeah, because Bullock's like, I know you thought you were trying to be clever by going the first place anybody would look, so they wouldn't look there, but there you are. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, and so Bullock shows up with a hooker, and he's No, drunk. no, no, it's the Duchess it's of... It's the Duchess of Je- Devonshire, Devonshire yeah, or something. Marcia. He is so drunk. Yep. And he promises, I'm not going to kill you. I'm gonna I promise you. I'm not going to kill you. And he says that, like, he's going to help him because he's like, you have the moral high ground and I'm going to die anyway. So. Yeah, he's, he says, and I quoted here, you're still a douchebag, but you have the moral high ground, so I'm going to back your play. Yeah. And I, you know me, being the bullet cheerleader that I am, yep. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby so, made a drunk right choice. I know, right? So my daughter says, and I have to give her credit for this because once she said it, I was like, oh, my God, Yes. She said that Bullock reminds her of Hamish from The Hunger Games. Yeah. Very right? reluctant. Right? Right? Like, but doesn't want to get emotionally attached. Plays, but once he does, he's like, fuck, I'm in. Plays dirty, but is really a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. She wow. was like, when she said that, I was like, oh my God, I'm totally going to mention that, but I will give you credit. There you go. So she did say it. Uh, he really is a good guy. He, are, he has his hungry, angry hat. Has hungry? He has his That's hung- Penguin. Uh, he has his angry hat on. He has his angry hat on. And Jim smiles. Yes. Ah, I got that too. Because, um, you know, Jim tells him, like, his stupid arrest plan. But Jim is smiling and they're bantering. Yeah. Like, oh, but that was great. But, but Bullet came back, so I can see why he's smiling. Yeah. He's, he's like, yay, my, my baby's back. back. And you're gonna be in <laughs> trouble. Hey, hey, my boyfriend's back. Basically, that's what happened. Um, So they start off the next morning right with some arrests. Boy, and they are armed to Bullock. Is he went from being drunk and he went wandered off to go play Marco Polo with the Duchess, hide the sausage with the Duchess, and um, he likes to play games. Yeah, but they come in and they are armed to the. But Bullock, I'm like sitting there thinking, how the hell is Bullock not fucking hungover? But then I remembered, oh yeah, he fucking drinks all the time. Yeah, it's Bullock. I am cursing every other word. I apologize. (laughs) But um. But yeah, they they uh, surprise the mayor in his limo. First up, Mayor James. Yep, and uh, he's like, "Holy shit!" And then Bullock turns around and he's the chauffeur. That was awesome. Yeah, Bullock's like, "Hey, how y'all doing?" What's up? And so they use the mayor and the mayor's fancy car to gain entrance into Falcone's compound, which was yeah, compound is the right word for it. But it was really smart. Like it that was. part of the plan was smart. The rest of it was just fucking yep. stupid. They plan- planned it out, or at least Jim did. And Falcone, man, he just wants to eat his toast. You walk into my house. Yep. Disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so they go in guns blazing. Well, not blazing, but brandishing them. And um, Falcone. Well, Jim comes in one direction with uh, Mayor James. With the mayor. And, but then Bullock comes in and gets the drop on one of his other goons. Yeah. Through another door. And I just thought that was yeah good planning. The logistics were fine. It was just the reasoning behind them that were horrible. They would have had to have known the layout of his house to be able to do that. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. So that would have had to have been Bullock. Yeah. Bullock would... He's the only one that I can reasonably think of that he would have had any previous knowledge of of that house. Yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that till now. So Falcone says... um, He basically is like, yeah, this is a great idea, but um, what if I had Barbara? Would that change your mind? Right. But... Both of them 
they're like, okay, we're, they were ready to die. Yeah. Both both Bullock and Gordon were just like, okay, yeah, whatever the fuck, we're both ready to die. And that's when he pulls out the card. He's like, well, okay, but what if I had something else? Yeah. And um, so he says that Victor has Barbara and that she came back to Falcone to beg for Jim's life. And it gets really kind of creepy at this point. Yeah. And Jim has an emotion. He does. He falters. But so I'm like, okay, so Ben can do emotion he can and that's why okay. i think this was all a choice i, I think it was hope, a bad choice I but hope, yeah um it wasn't a good one and so he he asks falcone to prove that he has barb and he's like no here's the thing you have to trust me on this i'm not gonna give you any proof but you I have to, you trust to trust me, me on this yeah and um harvey doesn't buy it and so we move on to the kitchen and barb really is there She's yep. chumming it up with Liza and with uh, I Zaz. I don't know that chumming is the right word. <laughs> She's got a bruise across her cheek. But Liza was going to give her a muffin if she wanted one. Well, she And she was like, Zaz, she's like, Zaz, none of these are for you. Yeah, and you she, creep. She's like feeling creepy vibes yeah. off of Zaz. But, well, she can have one. Yeah, if she wants. If she wants. And um, good God, did Barb fuck things up again or what? Just... I... She can't even follow a simple instruction, which is get the fuck out of Gotham because you're clearly fuck in danger. This shit, I'm out. <laughs> okay, this is the second time she's tried to get Jim killed. Yes, yes. She's so stupid. Now I need to point out that Zaz's ringtone is Funky Town. Yes, it is. What the fuck? I don't know. Okay. Um, and so Falcone is super disappointed um, with with Bullock and and Harvey because Gotham needs men like like them. Yeah. Yeah. Because he says the real enemy is anarchy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that they need to help combat the anarchy. Um, and he's like, but you know what, Jim? Since you trusted me, I'm going to yeah, let you he, go. He brings Barb in. Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. Right before he brings Barb in, uh, Harvey says, oh, fuck, we're fish food. Yeah. And I'm like, fish? Huh? Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Fish? Pretty much. And uh, the mayor, and this is before Barb, sh- they bring <laughs> the Barb in. the mayor's like, where's well, like, I go to work well, now? Well, I'm supposed to be at work, so I'm just going to go <laughs> Mayor's like, I don't want to see any of this shit, because then I won't have to lie about it. Yep, possible deniability. I'm fuck this shit out. But yeah, and then so, they bring Barb in. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Falcone says he's gonna let him go. Um, and, but basically, he he gives them the but think really hard about what you've done, kind of a punishment, and sends them on their little way. Yeah, that was kind of scary. But like, cause he cause he's like, at one point you will realize that I'm right. Yeah, he does, and. And he's and then and they're like they're they're afraid they're walking out and yeah I was like okay but he's not wrong um, <laughs> yeah because Falcon that whole plan of Falcons it's it's a mind game because mm-hmm. you so and again this is his pattern Falcon plays the mind games mm-hmm. Maroni is pure pure thug yeah thug thugism yeah <laughs> that's his society's thugism um, which so you know up until now. Jim has been in the pocket of one mobster or the other. Yeah. And both. Yeah. At the same time. But already he's gotten he's gotten out of Fal- uh, out of Maroney's. But now he's out of both of them. Yeah. Because the only thing Maroney had over him was, was that the fact Penguin that was Penguin alive. was alive. Right. And but the Falcone knows. So whatever it was Falcone had over him about the murder of, of Penguin. Penguin. So now it's all the air's all cleared in that point. Yeah. And Jim's Jim is free. now a free man. So there's nothing tying him to either. So Falcone just lets that go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's, see, he's but, a, and not only did he let Bullock. it. 
Anne Bolt. Yeah, and not only did he let him go, but he's also like laying the seeds of you can trust me. I've told you this before. I've mm-hmm, demonstrated mm-hmm. this before. Yeah, and he he wants Jim. To- I am not the bad yeah. guy here, right? You know, and and honestly, based on what we've seen, he's not. And I'm letting you go free and clear. Yeah, yeah. But think about it. But think about what you've done. Just in the corner. Um. So we go to the apartment really quick, and Barb is upset, and they. I hate her. And they kiss dramatically, and <laughs> Jim could have taken down Mayor. What's yeah. his face? Aubrey. James. Aubrey James. Aubrey James. What the fuck his name is? He could have taken down Falcone. Mm-hmm. He could have taken down several people. Well, of course, that would be the end of the show. Yeah. And he'd but probably oh be dead. Oh, my but... God, Barbara. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Yeah. And so our last uh, our last little bit is uh, Falcone back uh, in the kitchen, and he eats one of Liza's muffins. No, really. Because the second I typed that out, I was like, that sounds dirty. But no, really. <laughs> no, it's an actual muffin. It's, an actual it's the one she took out of the oven in the good. previous scene. And she's like, oh, it was easy. Yeah. I just followed the recipe. Mr. Mister F. Mr. F. Oh, my God. And so he's like, I'm going to go visit my chickens. And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck is up with your chickens, but whatever. And uh, so he goes outside and we see Penguin approaching with his umbrella because it's raining using, out. He's using his using umbrella. Using the umbrella. And... Um, oh my god, but they're friends. They hug each other, and we're like, they hug it oh, out. totally shocked. And um, it turns out that uh, the night that he ordered Penguin killed, he actually had a talk with him. He actually, so we do see that he did, in fact. They told us, but did we listen? Yeah, because and he straight out told Fish that. Mm-hmm, He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I talked to him before, before we killed him. Right, right. And um, so it turns out that Penguin... Uh, he had one request. He said, listen, I'll tell you a really valuable secret if you grant me one request. Right. And he's like, I'm listening. And he basically says, listen, give Jim Gordon the job of killing me. Right. Because he said, there's a good chance that I can convince him not to do it. So Penguin really feels like that he can talk his way out of this. And he says, listen, if I can convince him not to kill me, I will come back to Gotham I will infiltrate Maroney's organization, and I will be your snitch. I will be your man uh-huh, for life. Uh-huh. So here's what happened behind the scenes. Yeah. And now we see Penguin's motivation to come back to Gotham that we were confused on. Like, yeah, because we were you, like, you dumb you shit. fucking asshole? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so Falcone's like, all right. Because, I mean, honestly, what does he have to lose? Sure. sure. At that point. Because either he Penguin gets dead. Yeah. Or he becomes a double spy for him. Yeah. And, um, and honestly, even if he doesn't become a double spy for him, Penguin's running around. He can conceivably kill him pretty easily if he comes back. Oh, sure. So, um, and he says, okay, what's the secret? And he's like, uh, yeah, Fish and Nico have been, uh, have been lovers and they're conspiring to overthrow you. And not only, uh, is she telling Nico that he's going to overthrow him, but then she's going to overthrow Nico. Right. It's all Fish. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, that's interesting. Oh, that is a good secret. Hmm. And um, we find out uh, when they go back to the present that Penguin is the one that wanted Jim left alive. Right. So Penguin is the one that saved Gordon's life there at the end. Again. Out of the, the, the meat hook yeah. place. And meat hook place? No, this is uh, Penguin wanted him alive in present. Oh, that's right. This time. He's the one that convinced Falcone to let him right, go. Right, right, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And, right, right. um... He thinks this that... This one little scene uncovers so much. He says that Gordon's going to understand eventually. Right. And, and like, we, we, you know, like I was saying, you know, we told you, but but did you listen? And yeah. And the fact that they, they did reveal all of this stuff, it was stuff that we were sus- 
excuse me, we were suspicious of previously. Yeah. So it's not like it was a big, oh, what the fuck? Okay, now they're just, it's not like they were retconning anything. Yeah, and just making it terribly convenient. Like, it fit in. But as something that the show tends to do, it's like, okay, in case you missed it, yeah. here's what actually happened. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. So for, for those of you playing the home game, here's what really happened. Yeah. But I thought that was really clever, and it shows... Um, not only that Falcone was in complete control of the situation, mm-hmm. because they definitely, definitely he manipulated, thinks. he thinks, he thinks, they manipulated the shit out of Maroney at every turn. But Maroney's strings are so easy to pull. Oh, yeah. Just piss him off. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's fine. You're number yeah. two. Don't do the thing. He's like, I'm going to do the thing. Don't, I'm going to do the thing. Don't tell yeah. me not to do the thing. Yeah. The thing has been done. Yeah. Shit. Um, and how manipulative Penguin is. That's the last scene. I mean, that's Penguin's umbrella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, there you go. There, He's there been you over it. this, his hands are all over this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Barb's a dumbass. And Barb's a dumbass. Well, at that very, in the very last scene, um, of, of Falcone and, I keep wanting to call him Falcone because that's his that's real name. That's canonically, I yeah. know. Falcone and Penguin are talking and I don't remember exactly what it was that they said, but Falcone turns his face away to look back down the chickens or something and Oswald's face changes the second Falcone looks away from that happy yeah you know the the, the smirky yeah. Yeah, are we great friend look to I'm gonna fucking kill you yeah in like it's just that time second yet. and I actually rewound it like two times and you know like I said my daughter was watching it and I was like hey, look 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 she's like oh yeah I see it and his whole face just changes and Robin my gosh. Yeah. That man. Um, he does such a nice I job with that. I never would have known this part. And anything that, the only the only thing I've ever seen him in was, you know, the bit parts he did in Walking Dead. Um, but to see him in this, I'm like, my God, where, need, how did nobody catch, snatch this guy up? You need to watch Accepted. He's, he's really? a very hyperactive. But he's like that in real life. He's like, oh my god, and uh, and I'd love to do this, and it's gonna be, and that's, and then he's actually kind of like that. Though. Yeah, but that's what I've seen him in. That's the only thing I'd seen him in. And, well, I um, saw him on uh, the talk. He was on the Talking Dead. Yeah, the after show, and he was interviewed on there, and I'm like, oh my god, he really is kind of a <laughs> kind of guy. But yeah. he's he's really smart. Yeah, um, he's adorable. He he's great, and he he had like a lot I don't know why I would have doubted him but he he's really smart and he's really a great guy but he is kind of <laughs> yeah um but to see him as Oswald he's oh my god he's killing it literally I if anybody else if they did not have such a strong that guy was such so strong penguin himself if they did not have a strong penguin I think the show might fall apart yeah because he's, he's our biggest, what I would consider our biggest villain character. In this season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's our, he's the linchpin for all of this. Yes. And uh, I think he's. He is the linchpin. He though. is. He's doing such a great job. Yeah. I think if, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say it five more times, but without him. Yeah. A lot of this wouldn't work. This wouldn't work. Yeah. Because he plays those simpering moments. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that with Frankie. Because we, now we see in this episode everything that's happened up to this point has been him has been penguin and that's who penguin is canonically he is the master manipulator yeah he knows all this stuff and it's always really interesting to me because i saw it with uh we saw it with um somebody a couple episodes where he was simpering until he got close enough to knife him Mm -hmm. he did it with frankie too like he didn't he didn't um 
go for Frankie until he was safely secured with his goons, and then he got up close and personal and he knifed him. So he's yeah, not, he's aware of his own personal limitations. He's not dumb enough to go up against thug to thug. But right. once the odds are in his favor, oh he'll but he'll he also, get you. And he also knows how to get the odds in his favor. Yeah, may the odds be in your favor. <laughs> he knows yeah. how to, he knows how to work the scene. And like he said, um. Whatever you love is your weakness, which goes back to the whole Barb thing. But he's like, Frankie likes money, so therefore he's cheap. Frankie likes money. So therefore he's cheap, so therefore I can outbid him and own his goons. I mean, that's fucking smart. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and it and it also that was a nice parallel to Jim loves Barb and how do they get to Jim? Jim really should not love Barb. He should love Bullock. <laughs> he should not love Barb. Barb is horrible. Bullock's who he's really married to. It's his partner <laughs> who came back. He came back. Well, what else was what else was Bullock gonna do? Yeah. he just had to he go was, get drunk. It was either kill Jim. Yep. Or join Jim. Yep, and he wasn't gonna. And kill he him. wasn't going to kill him because that's not who Bullock is at heart. Nope. So, because he loves him. <laughs> so, you heard it here first. Yep, that's right. Or fifth, or what episode is this? Seventh. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I really I thought this was a very strong episode. Yeah, this I'm like okay, yeah, the story's getting good. Yeah, you know I want to see more. Set, yeah, I'm ready for more. Yeah, finally, oh, finally, it was episode seven. I'm finally getting well. Okay, it was last episode. I was getting excited, but yeah, it's continued. It wasn't. You know, like the first few episodes, it was up, down, up, down. And yeah. then we're seeing a consistency yeah. in the quality. And I'm just, Which is oh, nice. Yes. Except Barb. <laughs> Except Barb. Still fucking sucks. Who's still horrible. <laughs> Who still continues to be horrible. Yeah. But, Ongoing. But guys, um, you know, tell us what you think about how where the arc is going or, you know, this episode or any of the upcoming episodes or if you've got any theories. Um, you can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. You can message us at Tumblr. At uh, a what? Huh? English? Randomtpodcast.tumblr.com or you can tweet at us at randomtcasts. Or you can go to our website, randomtpodcast.com, which has links to all our junk on it. Yep, all of our pertinents, our, our email address, and, and all that stuff. It also has links to our other podcasts if you want to check those out. Because we're doing uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yep. We're going to pick Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. up for the third season when that starts in the fall. Yep. Um, of course, Gotham. We're also doing uh, random movies, which are just movies that we like and wanted to talk about. Yep. Um, and we're also doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Right. And if uh, there's any movies you'd like to hear us babble about for about an hour, um, just send us some suggestions. Yeah. And I-, I can't promise it, but if there's an animal in there, I might make animal noise sound effects because if you go listen <sighs> to uh, Jurassic World, many of Velociraptor noises were had many, by many. all. Yes. Many, many much. Yes. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Thank you, guys.